start real quick before, or, or are we rolling? Oh yeah, we're rolling. Okay. We're not cutting anything, baby. You can't edit audio. Well, you'll never know what I was going to say then. Podcast! Podcast! <laughs> Bonus content, you're welcome! Yeah, we are We are podcasting from, um, it's uh, Friday, June 5th? 5th? I think so, yeah. Um, I'm not aware of anything happening. It's everything's very boring. Local um, and national news wise. It's NBD. <sighs> I would I would describe society as placid right mm-hmm. now. Calm. Um so we won't be discussing anything that's happening in um, everything is calm in society because there's good. not much going on. So yep. time <laughs> is passing at a normal rate of time and nothing is terrifying. Star Trek. Star I'm Leo. I'm think I'm Jack. You're Jack. Right? Is that right? That's yeah, okay. That's you. Okay. This yeah. is bonus content where we do something other than what we normally do. I found a four-leaf clover. Jack found a four-leaf clover. We're gonna um, we're gonna read some bonus back to Eden content. I get to be mad about other things than <laughs> than all of the nothing that's going on I've, I've, yeah that's what i meant is that i haven't been mad about anything lately <laughs> so this will be a change from that it's gonna it's actually gonna be refreshing to get mad <laughs> very normal state of affairs uh so if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes we've done two of these and maybe i'll cut in here and tell you where they are and maybe i won't maybe i'll just have to go be a completionist and listen to the whole thing back to farpoint station you don't have to go all the way back to farpoint station i would say start when we hit um like justice just i mean ish, like plus or minus two episodes on that yeah one, I, I haven't say. listened back to that stuff so i don't know how much i know we've gotten better yeah at this. i'm not going back and listening to our old podcast that would be an insane thing to do yeah so um, this is an excerpt listeners from back to eden written by a man named jethro Kloss. Uh, originally published in 1939, um, so we're pretty sure this guy is a full-blown fascist uh, or Nazi eco-fascist. Uh, he was having some cool ideas. He, had some in- he was asking some interesting questions. <laughs> he was asking. Yeah, he was. He was definitely asking some questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the heirs of Jethro Kloss, Promise Kloss, Moffat, Eden Kloss, and Doris Gardner. Authorize this is the only Kloss family edition of Back to Eden. Have you read those names to me before and I just yeah. blacked out and forgot them? <laughs> yeah, you hated them the first time too. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to retain it this time either because that is... They're terrible. I don't like containing that information inside <laughs> of me. No, it's bad. It's a bad yeah. thing to have inside of you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about catnip. Catnip is one of the oldest household remedies. It is wonderful for very small children and infants. Use the tea as Oldest household remedy for what? One sentence in and you're pissing me off with your vagueness. (laughs) Well, you can use the tea as an injection for children in convulsion. Jesus Christ! (laughs) We're two sentences in and we're injecting boiling water into children. I think you can cool it. I think you can let it cool before you inject tea into your child. Oh, never mind. Then it's fine. <laughs> it is very useful for pain of any kind. Any kind. 
All of them. Spasms, wind colic, excellent to allay gas. Wind colic. Is that burping? Is that just burping? No way to find out. Yep. Moving on. Uh, acids in the stomach and bowels prevent gripping, which I think means the flu. A tablespoonful steeped in a pint of water used as an enema is soothing and quieting and very effective for insanity, fevers, <laughs> expelling of worms in children, semicolon, also fits. <laughs> I, uh, oh god you said 1939 right 1939 it's so this feels more like 1839 and insanity it's it it just seems like medicine was still really bad in 1939 i I, I, maybe i just kind of forget yeah like like it was worse in 1839 sure but still very bad in 1939 it's it's very strange to think that like they had basically figured out how to harness the power that um makes atoms hang together Uh uh-huh in order to make a very large explosion yeah but then also at the same time, enemas. They were talking about get, like doing herbal enemas to reduce fits. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Catnip Enemas. Go to catnipenemas.com <laughs> backslash stu- sucks uh, for your fur- free trial of catnip enemas that's catnipenemas.com sorry didn't mean to step on your promo this episode is also brought to you by fits um download the fits app today to start seeing how that how your phone can help you manage your fits better (laughs) and how you can you can track your fits by day by week by hour Learn all of the useful statistics about your own fits. Join a fit club. Track your fits along with other people who have fits. Compete. Have competitions to see who can have the most fits, the longest fits, the most injurious fits. (laughs) To be clear, we are not talking about wardrobe. No, we are not talking about uh, physical fitness. We are talking about spastic convulsion. Correct. <laughs> We're not even done with this entry, dude. Well, we have to get our ad reads in. <laughs> or they yeah, won't we pay us. Those sponsorship dollars. <laughs> oh, okay. So besides fits, a high enema, and I don't know the difference, and I'm not going to look up the difference between an enema and a high enema. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the high enema is the one you want less. Yeah, I assume um, it's just more one. water further up your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on what I know about how words interact with each other, I'd say that's probably right. Yeah. Um, a high enema of catnip will relieve hysterical headaches, ladies. Okay. It is good to restore menstrual... God, I don't want to say the next word. 
This is your segment that's supposed to torment me. <laughs> Secretions. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Catnip. Sweet bomb. Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I blacked out for a second. <laughs> How are you supposed to use catnip to do that? Manage your menstrual secretions. <laughs> uh, high anima. Yeah, that'll so, check it. That, yeah, you yep. just pump a... Based uh, on how I know systems of the body interact, that checks out. An ungodly amount of catnip pumped just as far it, up your ass as yeah. you can go. Get it, like, if it's hitting the back of your teeth, that's yeah. about where you're trying to hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, you want to taste the catnip. Yeah. That's how you know it's working. <laughs> yeah. And that'll manage your... <laughs> and that'll be on our t-shirt store. <laughs> Nobody buy that one. <laughs> Um, oh god damn okay catnip sweet balm marshmallow and sweet weed uh, which i'm on board now um make an excellent baby remedy so fuck yeah get your kids high give your kids marshmallows Wait, it and just weed, says man. baby remedy yeah just an excellent baby remedy which actually now that you say that yeah i don't know if that means a you, remedy you for babies here, or a right? remedy of babies <laughs> like like it just induces a miscarriage is how I, is how that scans to me. That is not clear whether that means that or if it's just when your baby has anything wrong with it. Oh, um, if mothers would have this on hand and use it properly, it would save them many sleepless nights and doctor's bills. Oh fuck! I that think it also is. Also, sounds like it would be and a also miscarriage. save the baby much suffering. Oh god. Yeah. So this is just an abortion. Uh, abortion tea. Dibs oh wait, on, no, no, dibs no. on the band name Abortion <laughs> Tea. By uh, the way, <laughs> hang on. The next line clears it all up. It is a harmless remedy and should take the place of the various soothing syrups on the market, many of which are very harmful. This wonderful remedy should be in every home. A little honey or malt honey may be added to make it palatable. What is malt honey? Malt sugar, concentrated malt sugar. So not honey. No, but it's just yeah, it's yeah, just malt, malt, syrup, malt yeah. syrup. Yeah, okay. Um, which yeah, if you fucking mix anything with a bunch of sugar, yeah, it's probably better. Um, steep, never boil catnip. Take internally freely. Yes. An anima. All of, of this other stuff is completely safe, but by God, do not boil the catnip. <laughs> yeah, inject catnip into your children. But don't but boil it. But not if you've boiled it, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> Absolute madman. Uh, an enema of catnip will cause urination when it has stopped. That's probably true. That's the only part of this I actually believe. I mean, yeah, I guess it could... Blo yeah, shoving anything up your ass could probably help block well, an obstruct. Also, it says when it has stopped. So, like, yes, eventually you're going to pee. Right. Um, once you're done blasting catnip <laughs> water out of your asshole. <laughs> uh, also, it just never, ever talks about its interactions with cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's why he wants his asshole to smell like catnip. Uh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, he's trained his cat uh, to lick we, his no, asshole. Yep, we... Oh, we figured out we too gotta, much. We got to bail. We figured out too I don't, much. I don't know if we can do that book again. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've established this is a man who 
trained. He was training his cat to lick his asshole. I. Oh boy, that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. Okay, what else do you want to do before I, we watch Star Trek? Do you want to recommend some alternate content? <laughs> Listeners, check out Run the Jewels. Oh, yeah. Download I mean, RTJ4 there. Uh, if you pre-purchase it on vinyl, you get an, uh, a free download that's available now. Also on this week's Get At Us Corner. Get at us if you like this show but haven't already heard of run the jewels yeah i would love to know because i want to know what's going on with either you. or either or get at us uh and let us know if you have or have not previously heard of run the jewels yeah like but I'm, I'm extremely curious about the type of person that's that likes this show and likes what we do but is also like run the jewels you say because we're the run the jewels of podcasting I mean, I feel like that sort of an implicit blackface situation for one of us. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it that way. I was just thinking like spiritually, you know, like the. Yeah, no, I mean, like we definitely I mean, it's the well-documented Bert and Ernie effect. Like, yeah, one of us is LP and one of us is Killer Mike. And I think we I don't I think I'm. I, is it black? It's going to be blackface if I say it, isn't it? You're LP. No, well, anyway. you're, so you're the white Killer Mike. <laughs> Yeah, there we and go. I'm the regular wider yeah. LP. Actually, he's like ginger. Yeah, he's, he's like actually little, extremely yeah. white. I'm I'm the tan LP. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, but yeah, clearly, I don't think anybody would argue with that. Um, so yeah, get at us on Twitter. You can tweet at Jack at who is Jack Gunn. You can tweet at me at Leal like Neil. You can tweet at both of us. Although I'm the only one who's uh, got the password at Ship Facts. Um, and yeah, let us know uh, specifically. Give us a longer answer. If you just have heard of Run the Jewels, then just be like, I've heard of Run the Jewels. But if you haven't, yeah, we would like more information. I would from like you. to talk to you about your life and the and the things that you like because yeah. I'm and not and not in a way that I'm gonna I'm not gonna make fun of you. I'm just curious how you got. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. I'm a very curious man. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I also want to make a uh, Twitter Twitter condition. I was trying to do a portmanteau of Twitter. It worked right. very well. Yeah, it, I did good. Yeah, it was a police siren. Sorry, listeners, we were outside again because it's nice. Yeah. Um. So. So you Twitter were trying to make a Twitter commendation. Tw yeah. Thank you. Said it better than me too. You son of a bitch. I'm better than you. <laughs> you don't have to prove it all the time, though. Uh. <laughs> follow uh swear underscore trek on twitter.com uh it's somebody who just takes uh star trek gifs and then puts obscenities in the uh in the subtitles you and texted I, me about this and didn't really explain the concept and i didn't look at it so explain it to me now it's so do oh, they so just, it'll be a, it'll be they, a, do they just add swears into the subtitles yeah but it's okay. probably not even like it's you usually the subtitles are not even what they're talking about at all okay. like there's a picture of sulu like sitting on his chair swiveling looking around the bridge and it just says who the fuck are these morons or something like oh, that okay. um and uh yeah so it's it's stuff like that but there's you know they're multi-purpose the gifts sure i appreciate yeah. it you know it's a public service that they're doing for people so that you can just look through yeah, there if you need them to argue on the internet with people. Yeah, because that's or the to, highest form of people. that's the highest form of discourse is memes. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I guess I will reveal the thing thing that I was just going to say before we started recording. (laughs) Um, I was just going to say, like, I had the insight today of, like, going out in the streets at night for no reason because nothing's happening. Yeah, just Um, but I've been going, but I've been just just going out and walking around the block surrounding the state capitol building for no reason Um, and filming it. Um, Again, because it's nice. It's nice out. Yeah. It's fucking nice out. I'm supposed to get really shitty out, actually. The yeah, it's going to get really gross. Anyway, um, that has been making me feel pretty good. Good. And, and like, yeah, really pretty good. You know what hasn't been making me feel pretty good? Arguing with strangers on the internet. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot worse than talking to strangers in real life. Uh-huh. Try the other one. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the I, – I feel like it's um, almost like a uh, – I don't know, like a, a serotonin or like a brain chemical over, overload or hangover because in the instant when you're arguing with a, with a stranger on the internet, you're like, fuck yeah. I'm owning them with oh, facts and logic. Oh, fucking yeah. crushing their stupid argument. Oh, shut up. I'm so right. Uh. I mean, honestly, I don't even get that. I, I mean, just, that's, just, just, I'm exaggerating. But. Right. I don't. I mean, I get. I get basically no gratification out of it. Yeah. And also, I can't remember one time where I've ever actually won one in the sense of somebody being like, "Yeah, you're right, man." No, winning is when somebody else uh, stops talking or blocks you. That's how you know right. you've won. Victory. <laughs> <laughs> internet's a good place anyway go go at politics happens on the streets yeah not on the internet yeah go go to where it where it is yeah yeah do politics in person in public places where other people are doing politics Mm -hmm. just in general find some people to join perhaps yeah um yeah just find yeah yeah Everybody look log up, off. Look Everybody. up Hong Kong tactic, tactics before you go, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not certainly not there in Boise. No, but just but wherever, you know, Mountain View. Do some do some reading um, about good practices before yeah. you go out, but... Take water, just water. You don't need milk. Nothing good can happen on the internet. I have become convinced by my nightly serene quiet walks that I've been taking around the state capitol (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyway did we say what we're gonna watch oh yeah we're (laughs) we're gonna watch um, the original series episode the changeling the changeling which is season 2 episode 3 which is what the god of random numbers has decreed that we do but I feel good about it because I found a four leaf clover right before I did that yeah I planted a bunch of clover it's like capitalism for luck (laughs) um and neither of us has any idea what this episode's about so (laughs) literally zero I have no yeah I mean usually when I'm the one who I at least see the you know like basic description and have some idea no idea what this episode's about yep so here we go. Here we go. Space space. <laughs> so we finally answered the question: Does Star Trek suck? With 
Yes. No, no, it does not. <laughs> oh my god, that was fantastic. Captain Kirk shouted a robo- at a robot till it killed itself. <laughs> not to jump to the completely end of the episode, but let's start at the top. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, the ship uh. encounters a energy source. Did you happen to note what speed the energy source was traveling at? Super warp. Ultra warp, baby! Ultra warp. Also dibs on the band name. <laughs> Actually, with my synthesizer thing, I think ultra warp is yeah. probably the... Yeah, whenever you get around to In writing fact, a theme song, we're going to say that. Yeah, that's... no, I'm just going to... My musical name now is ultra warp. We're, yep. we're sticking with that. Yeah, that's it. Until... Locked I in. changed my mind, so probably by the time this episode airs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they get hit by an energy beam and we get some real classic crash acting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was some good old fashioned, uh, Star Trek crash acting that we don't really see that. You don't see that much of not on the, 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 the TNG stuff. Yeah. No, not nearly as dramatic. Um, cause yeah, they're doing the whole, like flinging the camera to one side and the entire crew leans to the other side. Yeah. Um, so that, that actually, I mean, this won't be funny, but it will. It might be interesting. Okay. Um, it's a thought I've had basically every time we've done one of these original series episodes that I've never talked about. And then every night after we do one, gone to bed being like, I fucking should have brought that up again. Um, so like so much of the aesthetic of how the ship works, like the instruments, um, the fact that there's fucking ladders everywhere. Um, yeah. Remember that episode where we were talking about, like, the guy feeding yeah, yeah, a pole just, through a hole? Yeah. So, all of that actually... Down. We're putting the pole up today. All of that actually makes a lot of sense if you think of... The target audience for this show is Korean war veterans. Who? Yeah, yes. Like, I mean, at least demographically, like, age-wise. Oh, okay. Um, like, the only experience... And also probably the people that are riding too, like, you know, the experience of being on a ship is literally the, a ship or a like submarine. World War II, right. yeah, like World War II and Korean War era battleships right. and carriers and shit. Which, and that like that's why everything looks like that. That makes sense. I, I was thinking about <clears throat> um, the fact that the control panel in the uh, in engineering specifically uh reminded me of the col- the control panel in uh chernobyl on the hbo series yeah like it's set up very Which much also, the same if you way guys, if you guys haven't watched that yeah throw that on the recommend list it's really good it's extremely it's wor- good it's honestly worth paying for a m- one month of hbo now just yeah. to watch that it's fucking awesome yeah absolutely um anyway um yeah very very good yeah. but yeah i think you're right i think it's yeah uh, i think i think, yeah, I, think but, that has a lot I mean to do like there's so much comedy to be or i guess there's so many cheap laughs you can derive from how wildly they missed what technology would look like right in the far future or 30 years after they filmed it yeah um, the, like the data tapes is one thing that i always go back to there's a lot like, there's a lot of talking about tapes on this like, episode <laughs> nobody even considered the possibility that we would develop like larger storage when's the last time you interacted with anything that could really be described as a tape uh i listen to tapes on my walkman all the time man i'm fucking, lying i I'm, fucking I'm lying. hate you <laughs> 
not true. Yeah, I no, I don't, best friend, but <laughs> I don't think that there's anything in this house that you could describe as a data tape. Uh, oh, you know what? There's some videotapes. I do have some videotapes oh, in a box VHS somewhere. Oh, you do tapes. Yeah. Uh, not VHS, no, they're like mini DV right, tapes. Yeah. yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think. I don't think I have anything in my house. Yeah. I don't have anything I can play those tapes on. Right. I just have the tapes. Right. They don't know. They're but like clearly, old, like, you've met, like, they're like old stand-up sets from when I lived in New York. Right. That's, that's right. what's on them. <laughs> Yeah, the idea the of mastering faster than light travel, but still putting data on a tape. Yeah. Very fun to think about. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Star Wars, we're getting way off topic now. Yeah. Well, actually, no, we're not, because we're talking about sci-fi, so yeah. fuck it. Um, Star Wars, I think, kind of, as much as, as I sort of think a lot of the stuff that happened in the, the sequels were stupid mm-hmm. um they did ma- they did master the sort of like analog future aesthetic yeah um a lot better than star trek did yeah and it's partially i think that it, it well they're, they're largely benefited by the fact that they are filming it after a lot of the future happened true true <laughs> you know? um but i also i think that it works uh for star wars because it is uh you know it's a fantasy separate from earth and you know says long time ago uh, whatever so it just kind of you 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 just i guess more in it's just easier to buy into just some things are insanely advanced and at the same time some things are incredibly primitive i mean i'll go i'm gonna go ahead and say um this is not as controversial of a take as i'm i'm trying to sell it as but (laughs) star wars is a fantasy property star wars is not sci-fi yeah, yeah. That's Star Wars fair. is a fantasy property. Yeah, you're watching fantasy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love. I I watch every Star Wars as it comes out. I, yeah. I I think I Solo. I sort of watched. Um, I watched. I still have the Solo popcorn bucket. That yeah, I, got I, I the sort theater. of watched it on Netflix, and I thought it. And clearly, it didn't grab my attention. Yeah. Um, but that, but that's really the only one that I haven't actually like watched. Watched. Um, so I like Star Wars, but it is a fantasy property. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about? Uh, okay, so they get hit with an energy beam, and Spock says that it hit them with the energy of ninety photon torpedoes, which I'm pretty sure is more than the ship's entire complement. So that's a shitload of yeah. photon torpedoes. And it only diminishes their shields by twenty percent. First of all, so they can apparently, so take, they can take four hundred and fifty photon torpedoes. Yeah, which, or three hundred and sixty, and then the four hundred and fifty, the last ninety. Those are, are the ones them. that are going to be a problem. Yeah, so they can take um, three hundred and sixty photon torpedoes. Which, and we haven't watched a lot of the episode. Like we haven't watched very many episodes where they actually get in like ship to ship combat. Yeah, I'm going to say no, the ship cannot. But that seems like it would lower the stakes a lot. A lot. (laughs) A lot, a lot. And then Kirk is, like, surprised when they hit it with one photon torpedo and it doesn't do anything to it. Like, yeah, it's like, well, you were just talking about how your ship could take several hundred of these. Yeah. like assume that something is will is able to withstand 
roughly proportional proportional amounts of damage right. to the damage that it's able to inflict. Right. Like that's like expected. Yeah, no, it's bad. I mean, it's bad writing. I'm trying to I'm trying to make it work. Like I'm trying to commit to the bit and like figure out how it works within the oh yeah universe of the show, but I don't. Yeah, no, I'm just I, I, was just I don't think I'm going to get there on I this was one. Planning on ragging on it. It makes sense later, but when F- Spock is first sitting at the his science station and he's like doing the analysis, he has the ear thing in, which like later he's using the ear thing to listen to the binary code, but he's also like holding on to it and telling the captain the dimensions mm-hmm. of the. Why would that be? oral information why wouldn't that be visual information what the internet yeah no i'm i mean no but well i I think it goes back to like the they're trying to show people technology that they're familiar with and like i I mean i don't know how battleships work but i assume that it was a lot of like very primitive kind of systems like that where it's like yeah, Somebody would be feeding you... Yeah, basically pipes and electronics. Yeah. No digital readouts. Well, because Spock also spends a lot of time looking through, like, a viewfinder yeah. that I assume probably looks like the viewfinders that torpedo and depth charge people used or whatever. Maybe. I, I mean, it's not... I don't think that thing's for seeing outside the ship. I think that's part of the computer readout. No, I know, but, like, just... I think they're, they're deliberately going for an aesthetic. I'm also... Yeah. I also just listened to the new Hardcore History episode about the war in the Pacific. So oh, I haven't listened. I have to a lot yet. of that in my brain right now too. I, I have but, a lot uh, of I have a lot of podcasts to catch up on. I would like to point out that um, he he describes the thing outside the ship as only weighing 500 kilos and only being one meter long. And I would like to say, don't make fun of my dick. <laughs> 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 Which is 500 kilos and a meter long. Yeah, um, that's gonna be the title of your first album when you. It's actually it's actually a problem <laughs> when you drop your first ultra warp album. <laughs> 500 kilos and a meter long. <laughs> you parenthetically, the doctors are very worried. <laughs> Pre-order it now, folks. Um. Oh, do you want to talk about uh, Captain Kirk's very good decision? I mean, which one, man? <laughs> the one where he just brings the thing that just tried to destroy them. Oh yeah, onto the ship. The inciting good decision. Yeah, <laughs> as as uh, as they call it in in writing school. Yeah. Uh, God. Uh, this episode is so bad. <laughs> I'm I'm giving it a watch. I don't know about you. I I actually found it kind of boring. Oh, did you? I thought it was too long, as many of these episodes are, and it spends way too much time like saying the same shit. But yeah. I still I still enjoyed it. I still got a couple of good laughs out. I of it. liked the last original series episode we did better than this one. Oh, that you fucking hated. I fucking that hated it. That is w- still one of the my least favorite episodes of any Star yeah, Trek. That property. one just felt like a weird. Except Voyager. Every episode of Voyager sucks worse sure. than that episode of original series. Fuck Listeners, Voyager. we will never watch Voyager for this podcast. No. That's my promise to you. <laughs> that is my that's my politics. <laughs> no Voyager and no speed limits. <laughs> no condoms. <laughs> that's a di- change. Uh um oh, and the other the before that, fucking uh so they get hit by the thing, and then Kirk fires back, it hits and doesn't explode, and then Kirk's like I guess hail him. 
I guess just invite them into the house then. But he does. He like it, shoot now, hail later. Does, and he's like, "Hey, sorry, we already shot at you. We're here on a mission of peace. <laughs> now that we know our bullets can't kill you, <laughs> would you like to talk? Which is the next move you would do after you found out your bullets wouldn't kill something? <laughs> but he really brasses it out. Yeah. <laughs> Parlay. <laughs> Parlay. <laughs> Um, and we got, <laughs> oh, uh, there's so much to unpack in this episode. Did you, did you write down a good job, Scotty? Oh, fuck. I, I meant to, I, you, you take the, take the reins on this. It one. was when, when they beam the thing aboard and, uh, and they still think that it like has aliens in it and they're like, so you want to come out of there? And we can show you around the ship. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Scotty Scotty goes, in my opinion, that's a machine. Good job, Scotty. Job, buddy. More like bad job, everyone else. (laughs) No, they had already said it was a machine. And he was just... Oh, God. And then, yeah, as soon as it moves... It's just a robot Dude. marionette, which oh, it's so good. I love it so the, much. The <laughs> the music cues when it's like I am able to move around your ship, and then it it sort of hovers off the ground and moves at I would say a quarter of a mile an hour, a, a, a leisurely stroll, <laughs> like a, a a disabled man's stroll, yeah, if you will. Yeah, I say that as someone who has a very fucked up foot right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like, if I wasn't trying to go very fast with my foot being fucked up, I would still walk circles around this thing. Yeah, and the music cues, sh- like, just just are like dun dun dun. Yeah. It moves on its own. It's like. <sighs> anyway, I wrote down the phrase, "Oh no, it's the shittiest robot." Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which I think is what they were trying to go for there. Uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks really bad. It's a, it essentially looks like kind of like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it looks mostly like a vacuum cleaner. Like that's the closest it looks analog like you built a, I could come up like, with. It looks like you built a rocket out of a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, like if you just started welding shit onto a vacuum yeah. cleaner um, while you were blackout drunk and then gave up after an hour. Yeah. That's basically this it. is what you, this is what you would come up with. Uh, I love where we got uh, Kirk using the robot as his straight man so he could dunk on bones. <laughs> Just great. <laughs> Just great. <laughs> is that when he says that? Yes, I suppose bones is one of my units. Yeah, <laughs> which I wrote down. If you ever describe me as one of your units, this is fucking over. <laughs> <laughs> That's maybe the meanest thing one... Because, f- like, the whole thing with Kirk and Bones, and I know this because I was drunk in a motel somewhere at one point and was watching one of the Star Trek movies uh-huh. on cable because that was the thing that was on cable. And the whole thing with Kirk, Bones, and Spock is that they're, like, best friends. Yeah. And yeah, don't ever describe me as one of your units. 
that's not how that's not how that works uh yeah and then it says something about how like this unit doesn't function well or something and kirk's like yeah no it doesn't do it does it fucking high five nomad god is ass god his ass and then uh, later it tries to really get his ass by killing him yeah waka waka <laughs> dunk so hard welcome to dunk city <laughs> population you bitch anyway uh, uh yeah i don't really want to think through the dunk city metaphor <laughs> uh they leave they leave the the robot they're starting to think something's bad is going on with the robot so they're like hey uh guy in the red shirt named sing yeah entertain our guest we'll be back and he's like and like even the show like it's funny because even the, like the showrunners are like that's really fucked up to do because yeah. they include a scene of him being like what the fuck yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it is clearly outside of his purview yes and he's like i'm sorry what do you want me to do and they're like this robot it just tried to kill us i'm leaving it here just make sure it's cool just do just do your but job wait what did you say about it kill captain yeah what I mean, did you say about killing i mean i've worked for people pretty recently honestly <laughs> that would that would basically do that to me and then be very mad at me when i got murdered by the robot <laughs> because i didn't do the thing right that i had no reason to know how to do <laughs> um so the robot gets lured away from the storage room or whatever by uh nichelle nichols singing voice which hard to blame him yeah no it, it, uh, i mean he's it's weird that he's horny yeah um because that is my response to that but yeah um it's also, also weird I'm that very lonely it's but. it's also weird that when he gets there he's a really problematic incel type yeah yeah he's definitely like you owe me a, attention yeah um my observation about that scene was she said i wanted some music so i was singing which when you want music at work that's not how you get music at work you put on pandora well tapes or in this in this <laughs> universe you play a tape yeah and yeah i mean i mean the tape thing haha um but like even in the 60s when this was filmed i can't imagine that people working on the bridges of of ships were like hey boys how about i sing for a while what you never heard of a sea shanty pirate That's, music is a whole genre of music i, I mean, mean mo like most of those are for um slaves to keep the time while they're rowing the ship are they i thought they were yes. mostly pirate ones. i mean i thought there were those were different it's mostly that subsets pirates didn't sing i oh, mean they, they oh pirates late for me yeah yes uh, they probably did but but at the time this was filmed 
there was a thing called the radio. Yeah. I mean, there were things like, I'm okay. just saying, like, there were could, things called tapes. There, I, <laughs> I know. I'm just saying they could be singing on ships. We need to get Matt Bragg on and find out if they sing on ships. Matt was in the Navy. He'll know. Yes. That's the thing that we need to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody's, somebody, uh, they like figure out what it's trying to do because it's trying to sterilize all life. So, it's the thing that killed all the people on the planet that they were investigating at the beginning of the episode. Um, and because it's programmed, yeah. they figure out that it came from Earth and that its programming is somehow corrupted. Um, because they think that it crashed into a meteor and then met up with something else. And they basically lay out the theory of what ends up being exactly what fucking happened really early on. So there's this really, like, Spock chews up this entire fucking scene doing the Vulcan mind meld with it just to tell us that exactly all the the, the shit that they've been uh, hypothesizing about up to this point is exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and and it, it, as a premise, it is gossamer thin. I would say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like it is just like the rest of the plot is going to happen because of this conversation we're having. Moving on, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So the premise is two space probes from different planets, one from Earth that was programmed to find alien life and the other one that was programmed to collect st- imperfect soil samples or something sure there's some that was where the imperfect line came from and it really does treat uh the writing really does treat it as though literally the two ships just crashed into each other and like half of the programming <laughs> fell off of one and half of the programming <laughs> fell off the other and they just smashed together like the fucking uh reese's peanut yeah, butter that's, cup that's commercial that's what i was about to say is like, yeah. it's the reese's peanut butter cup commercial but for but for the obliteration of all life yeah. <laughs> you got exploration in my in, in, in my genocide you got genocide in my exploration <laughs> the oops all genocide <laughs> uh, look for that design on the t-shirt store I don't know how I'm going to do it but it, it's, it's a picture of the robot it just says oops all genocide no I've, I, I mean you, you do I, it how you want but I'm, I probably won't actually do it but this is the most inspired I've ever been in my t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that was uh, so good yeah so anyway so out- so it so it 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 wipes uhuru's mind yeah for yes. did and you it catch scotty did you catch why it did why it did uhuru because i was it like, was trying oh now she's brain dead i don't know it was asking her what music was and she was trying to explain it and then it just goes like mind beam and it says think about music and it's just got her like stuck in the mind beam and then it apparently wipes out her entire brain which leads to the most problematic scene of the entire episode yeah well we're gonna get to that but before that, i want i want to stick on the point on this point because that scene is gonna require some shouting uh but not like so so it Basically, it breaks her brain because it makes her think about what is music. Too I much. mean, what it seemed to me like it was implying was that rather than read the information from her brain, it had just taken the information from her brain. 
Oh, okay. And just had taken... I thought it was kind of like what happened to my computer when we did that episode where we tried to talk about what comedy was. <laughs> no. For too much. <laughs> no, it, no, I think... What what I read it as, anyway, was just that. That, yeah, that, uh, that it had just taken all of the life experience okay. out of her brain. Okay. Um, okay. Which, yeah, we'll get to that scene in a second, yeah. but... Fucking so they figure out everybody wait for us to get to that scene because yeah. it is a doozy. It is a mess. Um, um and then and then it kills Scotty. Right. Um, which apparently is the first bad wife for him in the Well, no, I guess I guess he tries to interfere with it or whatever. Uh yeah, Scotty does try to because he like the the probe has Uhura, Scotty goes and tries to like arm wrestle the probe or whatever uh and then it and then it zaps him. Okay. Um and then they finally, after way too long of a scene, they get to it offering to uh, help fix Scotty. Right. And then, um, and then it spends some time dunking on the human body, uh, just in general. Yeah. Uh, or no, it's after you fi- after it fixes him that that it dunks on the human body. Which, as as somebody that is stuck in a human body, agree. Fair, <laughs> but not nice. Yeah, but fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> tough but true. <laughs> Um, but, uh, they figure out that that the thing's dangerous, obviously. And so Kirk is like, like Kirk is the one giving the exposition where he's like, oh, this thing, this thing could be a problem. It just killed Scotty. It's dangerous. And I'm like, yeah, it was a bad choice, Jim. Bad job bringing it on board, Jim. Yeah. Now he, he actually, in a weird way, the character of Captain Kirk sort of presages, um, Donald Trump. Yeah, that that like I don't I don't I mean I don't want to I don't want this turn into into an Orange Man bad podcast. No, but like it, he does sort of presage the character of like just be confident as shit, never admit you're wrong, and keep fucking going, and things will work out for you. And it's like, honestly, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I would not be surprised if he watched this show when he was younger and liked it yeah and also yeah. didn't get it most yes. importantly did not oh, get i mean it. yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> um he's a very dumb man yeah um uh, I, I but mean, yeah he uh, yeah. i could see that him idolizing james kirk yeah it seems like it seems like the kind of character that w- would have been very influential on how he's chosen to live his life which is just fucking going for it 24 7 never experiencing any shame yeah and, everything and, always working out for him and it working working and like at least 51 percent of the time so that he just can keep going you know yeah i don't know yeah yeah I mean, well and it uh i also think that it is a uh a trademark of what was viewed as heroism in the era just that you know gung-ho man who's always right who uh doesn't listen to the the Authority listens right. to the authorities when it's right to do it, and and knows when it's not right. To well, do and even it. when he's wrong, and, he's right eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, it's one of the things actually that I did appreciate about the uh, the new Star Wars movies, um, because when Poe uh, tries to fucking commit mutiny, he's not made the hero. I actually complete I, I i see what you're getting at at least that's their intention i'm not gonna say it was I done think, especially well, well yeah but. like so so the so um the last jedi i think was my favorite of the of the new trilogy yeah uh 
not I think I know like yeah, it was the by one. far the best one yeah, of the new trilogy. The um, but you can also tell it was Disneyfied a lot, and I think like, and Rian Johnson probably isn't allowed to say this, or Disney will um, repossess his soul or whatever. But I think what he wanted to do was have Poe have much more serious consequences, right? Because Poe got thousands of people killed, yeah, in that movie, yeah. And then at the end, he just kind of gets to be like, ah, I'm reunited with my robot. Yeah. And it's like, it's the disregard for human life um, in that story arc is troubling. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, and it says a lot about, like, the, I don't know, like, the dynamics of the power structure. Because really, the only things that, thing that it seems like she's upset about and that he's being punished for is disobeying orders it's not the consequences of his disobeying orders being punished for disobeying orders and that's it which means that the power structure the command structure within the rebellion or at least in uh, like from princess leia is that she does not care about how much damage anything does but you step out of line you you know you disobey her orders right and it's sort of this like very surface level feminism where it's like this is what you get for not listening to a woman yeah but it's like okay, nothing actually really happened to him though. Yeah, not it's, much. It's extremely surface level. It um, is. You, I I agree. But it is still better. It's than, better than most movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, like, I have like to caveat Solo, this criticism yeah. with, it's still better than most movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is also not good. <laughs> yeah, especially movies from the sixties. And makes me want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so. Again, what happened to the probe, because they tell us multiple times, is that it crashed into another thing, and then they rebuilt each other into a new uh, killing machine. So I just envisioned an 80s movie montage, like a a training montage. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I got that going in my head now. Like the the original probe leaves Earth. Very dramatic, gets into a crash with a a, a, a a meteor, and then it's like, you know, all is lost. It's in its hospital bed, <laughs> just beeping, doesn't know what's going to happen. And then this other thing shows up out of nowhere, and then it just starts training, just like yeah, but, it's but, Rocky and but, Mick. Yeah, but because it's it's music that a robot would like, it's extremely austere synthwave stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of I Have the Tiger, it's just like, yeah yeah that's uh yeah that's fun to think about yeah um listeners feel free to think about that today so the other thing that i noticed was that there are two different uh completely mismatched just handy cam shots following the robot yeah yeah no there were some absolute dog shit handy cam work like yeah like i don't know who won a sweepstakes to, <laughs> to hold a camera on it Star was bring Trek. your kid to work day for the film crew it was bring your dog to work day. <laughs> it's just like the can't the screen is half full of a robot and we're walking wobbly down the hallway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not not so Great. we get to the scene. The scene. So As the first thing that happens, for some reason, they made a doll rather than just have Nichelle Nichols sit there 
like unmoving because the first scene is a fucking doll yeah yeah and not a not one i would describe as um conducive to good sleep it kind of looks like somebody made a real girl doll out of nichelle nichols but somebody that wasn't very good at making real girl dolls yeah they just wanted to fuck it it's almost like something that would give you nightmares yep so we discover that bones is the og biosupremacist um because of the way that he talks to the robot uh, and I also theorized that that's why he's called Bones, because that's like 8chan <laughs> code for biosupremacists. Right. Oh <laughs> like, uh, yeah, no, my I'm I'm made of calcium. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, racism finds a way, I guess. Speaking uh, of racism finding a way, boy, does it. Th- find a way into this Let's episode get into the miseducation of lieutenant ohura so i want to just note that um because of our commitment to the quality of this podcast <laughs> leo and i basically watch these episodes in complete silence yeah we never we basically never interact with each other while we're actually watching the tv yeah even when we're we in the, save it for you listeners. we honestly like Unironically, yes, we yeah, do save no, it for seriously. for the the content of the show, um, which we unironically like really like doing, and we feel good about it. Yeah, um, and it makes for content that we enjoy. Yeah, creating more anyway. But this scene, <laughs> <laughs> we I I was physically unable to not be like, holy shit, we're gonna have a lot to talk about on the podcast. Yeah. So her brain has been wiped. She has no information of any kind. She has the the mind of a newborn. Yes. Which means she has no language. She has no coordination. She yeah. She's not learned anything. Anything. A couple hours later she has uh, the she has the lived experience of a of a newborn. Yeah. I don't, there's no other yeah, there's no a, other way to say it. A few hours old person. Within a couple hours, she is familiar with the alphabet and is doing, like, pre-K level reading. Right. Except... Except she keeps accidentally breaking out of English and speaking Swahili. Accidentally defaulting to Swahili. A language that she has never heard anybody speak. Nope. But it's hardwired into her DNA, apparently. For reasons. Yep. Yeah, between yeah. that very strange choice. I mean, my the only thing that I can guess is that Nichelle Nichols actually does speak Swahili, and that was why they decided to do that. Right. Because they thought it looked interesting, and of course it's the 60s and nobody's, you know, nobody's interrogating their, their racism. Um, yeah, no, it is like I, uh, what I, what I said to you was this isn't malicious racism. This is, you know, casual racism, but this is the most casual racism I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's insane. So I'm just like, well, she's black. She was so, you know. Yeah. Swahili. Obviously she's going to know how to speak Swahili without any training. Yeah. Um, and then, so between that and just how severely she's infantilized, 
throughout the same process. Yeah, that was... It is fucking rough. Oh, also, that, like, B-plot, I guess you could say, or C-plot, I don't know. Um, yeah. That, that subplot never resolves. That's the last scene she's in. No, no. Uh, later on, uh, Bones says that she's reading at college level, because I have a note about that, too. Oh. oh, yeah, I do remember that, actually. Yeah. But um, but it's still, like, I presume the next episode, she's just back on the bridge working. Yes. Yeah. Which is like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> so before we get, because I do want to talk about that fucking premise and what's wrong with it, um, but Spock does his mind meld uh, that I already mentioned, so he, you know, tells us all the information that we already knew again, but chews up three minutes worth of screen time to do yeah. it so i wrote down remember um back on one of the worst uh next generation episodes we have ever watched where you were ad- admiring um kirk's ability to deliver a, a dramatic monologue to a trash bag covered in oil oh you, yeah uh you picard yeah yeah, or, yeah picard yeah Jeez. yeah yeah but, but anyway yeah, yeah. um I put to you, <laughs> you read it like that, that Leonard Nimoy yeah. had to pretend. Lenard. What's that? Leonard Nimoy. You're Nard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Got your ass. <laughs> you got um, ass. I put to you, what is the harder acting job? Dramatic monologue to a trash can or... Okay. Or 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 gripping a vacuum cleaner and pretending to be a robot. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that is And a, and, and, and I, I'm asking you this as somebody that went to theater school. Yeah, no, that's that's <laughs> a tough that's a tough one to answer. I don't know if I can answer that. Yeah. Um because um, yeah, the, it is uh those I, I will say that um Peace Do does a better job than Leonard Nimoy does. <laughs> yeah. Um, he does not. Well, do his, well. he does not do well in this different. scene. But also, who could do well in this <laughs> scene? <laughs> but there is no question at all. Not even a moment where Kirk is like, "Wait, you can do that?" Yeah, because Spock just goes, "I'm just gonna mind meld, mind meld with this robot," and Kirk's like, "Oh yeah, that's a good idea." Yeah, he's like, "Tight, no questions, absolutely, let's do that." Yeah, kick it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is, well, no, the questions he has is, wouldn't that be kind of dangerous? Yeah. And not, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) You can interface with computers now? You can become part of a vacuum cleaner if you want. Yeah. (laughs) And then he goes through that whole scene, and uh, and he uh, comes away, and he's, like, all dazed. And I was like, oh, fuck, now they're going to have to re-educate Spock. We're going to have to go through a whole thing about Spock reading C-Spot walk-dot books. That happened in that movie we watched. Which one? The, uh... Oh, yeah. The Voyage Home. Spock, because Spock had been resurrected and didn't remember any of them. Yeah, but, yes, that actually kind of So, yeah, we we actually have... God, we've suffered through so much for this podcast. You're welcome, listeners. You're welcome, (laughs) listeners. Um... Yeah, so we fucking we get that whole scene with no new information. Um and then Kirk is the one who gives us the episode title. 
Uh, he calls it the changeling, and then he recounts a parable. But in the parable, a thing different than the thing that's happening on the ship right now happens. Yeah, it's sort of a vaguely similar story. It's about fairies stealing human babies and replacing them with fairies, yep. and then the fairies grow up to be humans. Yeah, not not particularly helpful. No, that's not two things running into each other and then becoming a new thing. That's Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just imagine him instead of <laughs> instead of doing instead of st- telling that stupid uh, parable, which is very stupid and bad, he talks about a uh, TV commercial from the <laughs> 1990s <laughs> where two trucks hit each other. <laughs> you see where I'm? You can you can yeah. go on the rest. Of yeah, that. yeah. No, we already got. I think. Oh shit! Did we not get that part? Oh, whatever. Oh. Listeners, I was trying to hide it from you, but I might as well just tell you uh, the tape stopped, and I'm not sure if you got the entire peanut butter bit, but I don't want to do it again. Anyway, if you haven't seen that commercial, yeah, get at us on Twitter. <laughs> the good punchline was "Whoops, all genocide." That was really yeah. That's the one worth yeah. Oh yes. yeah, because that has to be a T-shirt. The good punchline. <laughs> that has, that's that's your first T-shirt. <laughs> the thing I'm proud of saying. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, it breaks into engineering. It kills two guys. Who cares? Nobody. They, I'll tell you who doesn't care. Anybody on the crew. Yeah. No. Just Kirk is briefly like, "You killed two of my men." Anyway. It kills two guys and then just goes on the bridge and everybody on the bridge is like, shit, there's a robot floating around. Well, back to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which is not how I would react to... I mean, I don't know. I've never actually been in that situation. Yeah, I've never... In Shalai, I never will be. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's how I'd react to it. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't seem like... Yeah, Doesn't, yeah. It yeah. seems an improbable way of, react, of reacting to it. Yeah. Uh, so Kirk figures out how to... First of all, the writers are really, really making sure that we are keeping up with the plot. Yeah, it's almost like the <clears throat> plot is uh, dumb and, and dense and hard to comprehend, and it... Well, that's the thing. It I, requires characters to constantly remind you what's happening. I didn't think it was hard to comprehend. I th- I just thought it was dumb and simplistic. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think I looked at my phone at a crucial time, and I never really understood the robot's motivations, <laughs> <laughs> other than to exterminate. It's because the one thing was supposed to find new life, and the other one was supposed to collect imperfect soil samples. Um. So Kirk tries leading it into, or he leads it into a logic trap, but he like keeps, like you said, bullying it until it kills itself. But it's a robot, so what he's really doing is the is the equivalent of like when the wheel starts spinning on your computer and, and you, you just keep, just keep hitting the button. Just... <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I didn't thought of that. It's getting me really good because that's what I do when my computer's <laughs> getting giving that's me. That's what attitude. we all do. <laughs> <laughs> enter and, doesn't work. Enter, 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 enter. 
I'm just imagining myself screaming at my laptop to kill itself while I'm trying to record music. <laughs> You're faulty! You're faulty! You must be exterminated! You're faulty! <laughs> just, just. You're imperfect! You should kill yourself! Smashing the mouse button. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when it when it freezes when you're in the middle of a word document and you like the last letter you typed doesn't show up on the screen so then you hit that letter 40 times and then when the computer finally wakes back up it types that letter 40 times. Yeah. Um listeners if you have a room to rent I will almost certainly be kicked out of my home by the time you hear this <laughs> for screaming you're faulty and you must be exterminated in my room late at night. <laughs> 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 which <coughs> fair uh, that's a fair thing to do to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> um yeah so they like that works they beam it off the ship it explodes and everything's fine and they have like the the water cooler recap yeah a little scene at the end post show zinger which actually they do that they've started to do that occasionally on next generation yeah i actually find it very charming i really like it i kind of like them too um and i i did like this one but that this is where um uh the doctor reveals that she is up to a, a college level of education uh-huh. <clears throat> but it's like um okay you've given her that much academic information in what two days but right, like she also a- lost her entire life of experiences. Right, and I bet that doesn't come up on any subsequent episode. Definitely not. Um, but that is, I, honestly, that would make a great show. Just somebody who learned all the book learning and didn't have a personality? Yeah. I guess that's data. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. Shit. I was gonna, Fuck. It, Fuck. It, it could also be like, it could be House. Where no, you know, house definitely has he a has a personality, but his personality is angry and Vicodin. It's... Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, your personality is angry and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and bikes and bikes. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we should watch some House episodes for bonus content sometimes. Fuck yeah, I'd watch House. I lo- I fucking love House actually. I think it's I think out of all the like sort of uh reinterpretations of Sherlock Holmes that came out in the aughts and, and yeah. teens, I think it might be the best one. I thought I I didn't watch it religiously, but I've seen quite a few episodes. I think it's yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah. Um <clears throat> Yeah. I don't know. I don't know because I've watched all of it. I've literally watched every episode of it. Um, How many times was their first di- diagnosis sarcoidosis? Fucking constantly. It's all the time. Sarcoidosis, um, Cushing's, and lupus. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't like. Yeah. There actually, was a very small numbers of very small number of wrong first if, guesses on that. If show. you binge that show, you will <clears throat> become convinced you have one of those three. <laughs> 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 Or convinced that nobody ever gets those or, three or things. That, yeah, or that they just sort of exist as, uh, like, metaphors. Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess, uh, listeners, if there's an episode of House that you think is particularly good... Sure. ...that we should watch and cover, get at us. Um, yeah, tweet at Twitter. us on Twitter.com. Um, I, have, I have one last note, because um, uh, Spock is like, wow, you... 
Spock is basically look you Ben Shapiro'd him like you defeated him with facts and logic right and and Kirk is like yeah but you didn't think it you had I had it in me did you and Spock's like no I didn't <laughs> <laughs> and then the show ends <laughs> 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 sense of Spock saying, no, I thought you were a fucking moron. <laughs> Which, I talk about this a lot. Oh. I'm, I'm talking about it more and more as we do more original series contents. Contents, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, I got it. Uh, Spock is <clears throat> so much cooler than Data. <laughs> yeah. Spock is, Spock rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking love him. <laughs> yeah. He's... I'm just being like, no, nah, I thought you were a dumb bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were an idiot. Did you know that? That's got to be sad for you if you knew what an idiot I think you are. And we're still best friends. That doesn't actually speak very well of your opinion of yourself. Are you okay? You shouldn't hang out with me if you know what an idiot I think you are. Now I feel like you're being mean to me. (laughs) <laughs> uh that's all that's all i got yeah no me too um i'm i'm still saying don't watch this episode i'm still split, i'm saying definitely decision, baby definitely listen to this podcast episode because <laughs> i've had a lot of fun recording i mean they this. already have we can't, oh right we can't start doing reviews of our own episodes that's right the medium you can't in fit which that work. far up your own ass <laughs> Not you specifically. One. One was, cannot uh, fit. Not with that attitude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, stay safe. Be healthy Con- and love uh, each other. Contact us now more than ever. We kind of do it as a joke, but like, if you feel like contacting us, contact us. We totally want to talk to you. Yes. Uh, live long and prosper. <laughs>